Continue. Listen to Natty News. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Natty News, the nattiest news show in the world. My name is Anwar, and today I'm joined with my wonderful, possibly not Natty co-host, Pat. Pat, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Um, you know, uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about it last week, but officially qualified for nationals. I'm in weightlifting, so that's super exciting. Um, and yeah, so I'm feeling good about that. See, that's why I said not natty, man, because from my understanding, you weren't drug tested, Pat. So I don't know, man. I don't know if I believe it. How long have you been weightlifting for? I've been competing for two years. That's like a fair amount of time. You compete for two years and you're a national competitor. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, well, you know, if if, uh, if anyone wants to give me a drug test, I would be honored because that means <laughs> it's wrong. <laughs> oh, man, dude, no, that's a huge accomplishment. So congratulations for being a, a national competitor. And I saw on your Instagram, you got a medal from that competition, right? The qualifier? That one actually was from my silver medal at provincials which it took many many months because of because of the virus um but uh but it came in it was like good to like collect it and physically have it so it's nice oh man congratulations on that yeah i'm surprised you're not wearing it now i would just be sleeping in that <laughs> just flexing my metal no 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 well we'll wait till i have more i can do like the michael phelps thing yeah yeah exactly <laughs> not wear a shirt as <laughs> wear medals but you know i feel like after a while it doesn't even matter like you're just gonna have like a little cabinet and you just throw them all in there it's just gonna be like filled with this like uh metallic shiny um stuff in there oh man i i hope so how's your when how's your week been anymore it's been pretty good so as you know but the viewers haven't i started using the juggernaut ai training program so for those who aren't familiar um juggernaut training was this like a uh, kind of old YouTube channel uh, with always really good fitness content. It was led by a guy called Chad who was a super high-level powerlifting competitor uh, and also always gave really good knowledgeable stuff. I remember watching him stuff way back when I was like 13, 15. And so what he did is he partnered up with this AI software company to develop this AI training coach called Juggernaut AI. And I wanted to give it a try, see how it is, see if the robot overload can um, take Pat's job from him. And so I, I completed the first week so far, and it's been pretty good. Although one thing I am curious about is it if it is true AI, or is it just a bunch of like logic stuff? So like, um, have you ever taken like a coding class before, Pat? Hell no, you know, you already know I have no coding ability. Uh, no problem, man. But for the listeners who might uh, have taken some classes or might know a lot more than me, um, a lot of times AI programs are just like some logic in it. It's just like a bunch of if statements and logic conditions. And it kind of is just using AI as a buzzword. But like true AI, it can be very tricky to do it. It's sometimes not the best thing. So I'm kind of trying to determine, like I play around with the app a bit, try to adjust things to see, is this actually like an AI program or is it just like some pre-programmed logic? So that's kind of been my little engineering test while using it. But so far, loving it. But I'm hoping to give a more full review after a little more time with it. Well, I'm sure some of our, our listeners are programmers, so you got to give that update and, and uh, maybe we'll expose Juggernaut AI and, and you'll have to call them Juggernaut um, 
I don't know, uh, computer technologies. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, I, I feel especially in the fitness industry, you know how big marketing is. So I, I'm curious if it really is a truly AI system, or they're just using it for the marketing thing. Either way, it currently seems like a pretty good program. It's not like one of those cookie cutter programs where everyone just does the same thing. Um, this one actually does. Like I, I actually reset the program a few times and adjusted entering my information to see what they would change. And it actually gave like different workouts diff, uh, determined by my input. So I was already impressed by that. Nice, I think someday we can do a little short with a review in it. Cause I think it's interesting to have you coming from someone who does pro like computer programming. <laughs> um, cause, cause then like you, you kind of like, you're able to like screw around and actually see if the app is marketing what it says it's marketing. That's pretty cool. I don't think I've heard anyone give that perspective before because most people that do it are just a bunch of bunch of meatheads yeah yeah no I, i'm definitely gonna try to give like a, a more in-depth review of the whole thing but currently so far it's pretty good but again it's only been one week so we'll see how it works out later on maybe we'll be the ones to expose the chat bot that it's not real at all <laughs> I, I do actually have to say one thing though is that you get invited into like some of the um group of like other people who use the app and man they are so helpful like every day there's like a firm review and people give like actually good advice so i gotta say the community alone is actually very high quality nice that's yeah i've, I've heard some of the people that like we're not talking about scrubs here it's people that can squat six seven seven hundred bench three four hundred easily so it's huge yeah no there's like a lot it makes me feel pretty weak when there's just people just repping out six plates or like an rp8 <laughs> Well, it's great, right? Like, I mean, one of the things that gets people motivated to PR and lift is like a community. Like, you see people stronger than yourself just sets off that that uh, that competitive spirit. Oh, and Pat, that is a good segue for today's topic about when you mention about community, you know, commercial gyms, they have their good and bads where they have like, you can create a community in there, but at the same time, Maybe that's not the community you want to be part of. Sometimes you're just like, why are there so many people? Why does everyone take the squat racks to do curls? Why is everyone just like having an army of dumbbells around them? Why can't I just work out at home? So today, me and you, we decided we want to talk about home gyms and kind of talk about why you'd want a home gym, why you would not want one. Kind of, And also, we did some research and both you and I determined what would be our dream home gym? What would be like a modest home gym? And what would be a budget home gym? And kind of gives the listeners a little bit of an insight of that if they want a home gym, what do they need to think about? Because I'll be completely open. My one of my life dreams is to have a home gym. <laughs> that isn't my goal, but uh, yeah, I, I yeah, man, you're gonna have the highest price point one too, right? Oh, oh, for sure, man. No question about it. I mean, honestly, I'm getting so impatient at commercial gyms. I feel, I feel a little bad complaining about it. But man, um, did I tell you the story? And the listeners might get a crack out of this. Where you know, there's like that pyramid thing with like the barbells with the weights like fused to it. It's like a, oh, like you know those like barbells with the weights fused up. Like there's like the eighty pound like mini barbell, like and it's yeah, on like the easy curl bars. And shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
And you know how, no. like, it's kind of like a sort of rack for that. There was someone standing in front of it, gripping onto, like, the 50s, hyping themselves up to do a set of curls for, like, five minutes so that no one could take any weight. They were just holding the curls, wait, hyping themselves up for this, like, <laughs> one set. And, you know what? God bless him. I'm sure he's working really hard. But I'm just like, dude, I just need to get the weight. Can you just, like, walk over, like, take your weight, move over, take your hype yourself up? Over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god bless him though i'm sure he got a good workout but and again these people they are mean to you but i just get you sometimes yeah no um like with my on my online clients you know obviously all of them go to commercial gyms and every week i i get comments on like it's like bad gym etiquette of the week we should just like i should just share one of these every week but one that i got last week was um my clients they, they like to olympic lift that's on their programming and they weren't able to get a platform one day because these people were doing calf raises on the <laughs> Olympic weightlifting platform. Calf raises. Not even the elevated ones, just the regular ones where you just go up and down, where you can use any square foot of the gym. They're doing the calf raises on the platform. And it's just a very awkward conversation to ask them, can you go do your calf raises somewhere else? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, I yeah and again like i think you know some people don't know they don't realize how valuable some space is but yeah you see a lot of those <laughs> it's it's definitely uh yeah and and again that is a good sell for why we maybe should want a home gym so let's dive a little bit deeper into that what other reasons besides avoiding people um might you want a home gym what do you think Amor? So actually, the biggest reason is not avoiding people, um, because although I do get annoyed here and there, I do I kind of do enjoy the community of the gym. Like, um, we talked before back in the pre-COVID time. I normally always make some gym friends. Like, I'm a pretty talkative person at the gym, yeah. um, and so I, I do enjoy that. But I think the number one reason I want a home gym is for the convenience of time. One thing I've really been seeing, especially becoming more of an adult, having more responsibility is, it's hard sometimes to get like an hour and a half or two hours to work out. Sometimes stuff just happens, you have like a busy day at work or you have some other responsibilities and then you gotta commute to the gym, then you gotta wait for the equipment and all that stuff. Well, I feel like it would just be so nice, I could wake up, have my breakfast, have my coffee, do some squats, do some deadlifts, do some overhead press, boom, and then go to the office and do some, uh, my meetings. Like, I think it would just be so nice and convenient to have that. I think that's the biggest reason why I would want a home gym is just for the luxury of convenience. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with you because when you can do that, the 90 minutes of working out is truly 90 minutes. Whereas when you go to the gym, you know, you got to commute there, you got to commute back, you might have to wait for stuff and you got to shower afterwards. Um, and like people, you might have 90 minutes to spare in the day, but most people probably don't have three hours of a break in the day to go to go and do that. And that's what it might become if you have to go and commute out, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And not only for that, but also like, what about late night? Like sometimes, you know what, your days are so packed and then you get home yeah. and, you know, some gyms um, close at maybe 9, 10 p.m. But sometimes, you know, you might not be able to work out till 10 p.m. Yeah. So, I remember actually um, when I used to work, I used to work at some bars and clubs uh, back in college and I would um, stay up until like 4 a.m. And then I would go to the gym at 4 a.m. because thankfully there was a 24-hour gym close by. But if I didn't have that luxury, it would kind of suck. Like I would be in school in the day and I would go in the e to work and then at 
the middle of the night, I don't get my gains. Yeah, well, was that Sports Central? Yeah, oh man, Sports Central. Shout out to them. <laughs> hey, good, good, good gym. It's pretty dark, you know, nice rusty equipment, but they were there for us when we needed it. <laughs> they actually got some new management like three, four years ago. And uh, I don't know the guy's name, but he's actually been doing a good job and revamping everything. Nice. Good, good. Sweet. Yeah, but I would say that's kind of a big pro. How about you, Pat? You said that you didn't want to have a home gym, but is there anything that makes you kind of want to have one? Any kind of little uh, push for one? Yeah, I'm, I mean, a big thing is, um, I think for me, I would want to be really still like, I would want to be in a place where I know I'm going to be living there for quite a while before I start investing in a home gym. And, and there's several factors go, that go into it because I, I do like to do my Olympic lifting, my snatch clean and jerk. And that presents a lot of problems because if you live in a place where there's people nearby, um, there's sound vibrations, everybody's gonna be pissed off and hear shit dropping, that's not great. So you need to invest in like the pads and stuff. But like, I would say with the, like, you know, like those big bumper pads, right? Those are great and all, but if you miss a lift, that's still hitting the ground. And like, you know, it just makes me slightly uncomfortable. If I have to max out, I'm like, I'm thinking about not missing rather than thinking about making it. Um, things like that it just presents a bit of a nightmare. And it's like Olympic lifting equipment's pretty damn expensive too. If you're living in like an apartment or townhouse, I don't even think it's an option. Like your only options really, if you're living in a house with like a big garage space. And again, can you set that training environment that's going to be like as good as one that you get in a good gym and obviously i have a luxury of um, having access to great gyms as a trainer so i think if i was if i got out of the industry and i was having to go to commercial gyms i think there might be a different debate but yeah it's like can i create the same atmosphere and like the safe same like safe type of environment to actually do my lifts is probably what would hold me back and uh, Pat, you kind of hit a really big point is that a home gym is not really viable unless you kind of have a home that you're planning to stay in for like 10 years or something. Because um, like one, moving that equipment is going to be such a huge pain in the ass if you're moving like every couple of years. Like I don't even want to imagine trying to move a home gym to another house. <laughs> yeah, like oh, like a whole like squat rack. Oh my goodness gracious. Try to, I, I uh, in quarantine, I, I took a barbell home from the gym to like borrow and like I had to like carry it all myself and like my my barbell almost like broke my window at some point because it was like on the back of the front seat and my plates were rattling around almost like I was so scared my trunk could get open and yeah it, it's uh it's pretty significant oh man um also kind of like the note about dropping the weight you remember um the classic Pete rubbish deadlift videos of him with the washer and dryer in his parents basement yeah um, have you ever seen his update video where he showed the concrete underneath where he used to deadlift? And it's just like a huge crater. Like it actually is like two inches, three inches of this crushed concrete of him just slamming that weight down. Man, yeah, and that's the thing too. And like, like for example, we take him as an example. Like, is that the environment I want to train out every day with a, like, yes, I can train, but do I want to train with like the laundry machine this behind me like is that the environment i want to do long term right i'll be honest with you pat i think pete rubbish's basement 
instantly gives anyone plus 100 pounds to your deadlift. Like, just the yeah. raw energy and strength there. Just everyone who goes out 100 pounds plus in your deadlift. The, the residual ammonia in the air. It probably permanently <laughs> smells like ammonia. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, no, it probably does, man. Like, that was... If you ever need to get hyped up, just search up Pete Rubbish deadlifting at, like, 19 years old. Oh, def definitely, definitely. Well, we've talked about why we should and why we shouldn't run a home gym. Should we dive into it? Should we dive into our our uh, our official gym gym list? Yeah, you know, actually, I want to just add in one more con about like a home gym is that you're never gonna get the full gym experience. And what I mean by that is, there's no way you can afford all that equipment. Like when me, when you and I, when we started looking at like the pricing and everything and we're kind of coming up with our dream equipment, like an example is if, if you like to do like face bowls, to get one of those like face bowl, like racks with the, the cable machines, like that's going to be like an extra like two grand. And so it starts getting to a point where it's so expensive and at the very, at the very like basic home gyms, you're never going to be more cost effective than just going to a commercial gym. Yeah, honestly, even even like a even like a more premium gym, even like an Equinox or whatnot, right? Yeah, like like a cable machine. Yes, obviously those are luxuries of those things you have to have. But like, if you want to do the cable machine and the leg extension and like and the glute glute ham raise, right? That is like six thousand dollars worth of stuff. Do you want to do buy that just to do the one exercise, right? Oh, and don't get me started. But if you want a leg press, like I imagine a leg press with all those plates, like that's like five grand alone. Yeah, leg presses are pretty inferior equipment anyways. Yeah, but you know, there's some people who love them. Some people love stacking those weights on there. I know. I, I know some people who watch the show who, who like to do their thousand pound leg presses. <laughs> yeah, let, let the people have their leg press. As long as they don't do chest flies, I have no problem. Imagine having to buy all the plates for the leg press too if you were strong. You're going to yeah. go broke. It's over that for you. That's what I mean is like, that's also kind of another game with it is that because weights are so expensive, you kind of have to um, limit how much weight you can have. Like, okay, you know what? I'm only going to get 600 pounds in weight. I'll never deadlift over 600 pounds. Yeah. It was just kind of funny when you think of like, um, like notable people that who have a home gym, like the rock has his home gym. He shows on Instagram sometimes. <laughs> like. Why the hell is this guy so much equipment? He's literally one guy. Like he literally bought, I think, well, I mean, obviously he's rich, but he bought like a, like he has like a lap pull down. He's a cable machine. He's got like a different type of lap pull down machine. It's, it's crazy. Um, yeah. I remember Ronnie Coleman um, got a home gym at some point and it was crazy. I think it's buying all the machines. If you like doing machines, that stacks up quick. Don't even think about doing a home gym. If you like machines. Well, I think the legend himself, basement Brandon Campbell, a Natty Hall of Famer. I think he has quite a few machines in his gym too. But at the same time, that's kind of like he makes money from reviewing this equipment. So he kind of does review a lot of different stuff. And uh, watching his videos, he kind of does understand that most machines are a luxury. Yeah, because because it's just not the best bang for your buck. They do like I'd say like cable machines, probably the best one because you can do a lot of things. But like. A leg extension, you can do leg extension. So, like, you got to think before you want to buy that. Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. But, you know, enough kind of talking around about all this stuff. Um, let's kind of go through what we would pick. So, um, maybe to start off, do we want to go with maybe the super value picks? That, yeah, our our, uh, our first price point, the $200? Yeah, $200. So, 
do we want to have a look at the $200? Do you want to go first or should I start? Yeah, I mean, I'm ready to go. So, okay. So here's what I got for $200. I'm going to list my sources because I apparently have a master's degree. So that's what we do. Um, so my source here is Amazon. Okay, this is what I was able to find. Um, I was able to get a 50-pound adjustable dumbbell. So those are the, like the toast box things that you can do, I think, from 10 to 50 pounds for $100. Okay, I was able to find that in stock. And it was actually, it looked okay. It wasn't like garbage. Next, I'm going to spend $30, which is on, it was on like the mid to high tier for these, for a door-mounted pull-up bar that you can uh, mount to the door. And you can do chin-ups, pull-ups, neutral grip, hang leg raises. Um and I had $70 left and I chose to use that on a set of, um, we call them like X-bands or like the ones that you use for band pull-aparts and things like that. Uh, a set of, of, a full set of bands. So there's like um, four to five different colors which go up in uh, increasing intensity with the red one probably being for like pull-aparts and the green one being really strong. You could use that for like, rows or even for hip thrusts and things like that so that's my 200 dollars. so my big question for you though pat is how are you going to train those big ass legs of yours um honestly so if this is budget right i would have to do i thought about there's no way to to like get enough weight to be able to train myself with that so i'd be doing a lot of body weight which there's tons of options nordic hamstring curls reverse nordic curls um uh, slider stuff, single leg stuff. I just have to become a body weight beast. Um, that, that'd be what I have to do. Did you ever do band good mornings? Cause that was kind of like my go-to quarantine, like, um, leg workout. I was just doing a bunch of band good mornings. That actually worked. Does that actually like get you tired real quick? Uh, not really quick. Like again, everything you do is like sets of 20. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, here's the thing, like things like Nordics and, uh, like the slider hamstring curls, reverse Nordics, th those those were exercises that got me tired in five, six reps. So because it's in that range, you're actually still able to to uh, put on strength with it. So that's probably what I'm, I'm doing because I'm so bad at single leg work. I'd probably be pretty well off for quite a while, to be honest. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And it is actually like you can do a lot with just body weight. Like we don't want to go against our body weight brothers and sisters out there, the bar stars, the ones who do the playground workouts. Yeah, man. And, and I mean, I still have 50 pounds here. And like if I can, if I'm at the point where 50 pound pistol squats are too easy, then you know what? So be it. I'll just maintain. That's pretty damn strong. Yeah, yeah. No, that's true. That's completely true. Yeah. All right. What do you got? So uh, mine is surprisingly even simpler than yours. So um, something I found when I was trying to make my quarantine gym is a pull-up dip station, uh, which was like, it was like an all-in-one pull-up dip. It's like $100 I found on Amazon. And that thing was awesome because, I mean, as both you and I know, pull-ups are king. Like there's not a single better upper body workout than pull-ups. And between me and you too, I hate push-ups. I never like them. They, I never feel <laughs> like a good like chest pump or anything. Like they just don't feel that good. Like I can do like 50 of them, but they just never feel like anything. Yeah. Uh, so, I, and I really like dips. I think dips are so good. Like dips, I, I feel like a good contraction. I feel like you can go pretty deep in them too and get that stretch and all that good stuff. So 
Uh, I used to just do it back like a year ago when everything was shut down. I just did like a ton of pull-ups and a ton of dips. And here's actually a little life hack. What I used to do is um, I love drinking my milk. I'm a big fan of the GoMad diet. So during quarantine, I would just be drinking a lot of milk normally. And whenever I finish a gallon of milk, I would fill it with water and put it in a duffel bag and use that for weighted pull-ups and weighted dips. So as I drank more milk, I got stronger and I would have more gallons to put in my duffel bag. Oh boy, that is a hack right there. That is, that is a, yeah, that's a budget hack. That's free. Dude, well, it's not actually, free, but it's almost free. <laughs> Dude, yeah, exactly. So, like, I don't even want to spend a single dollar on weight because, like, I only get $200. So, I spend half of it on a pull-up bar and dip station. And I would spend the other half on just a ton of resistance bands. Like, AV color, anything. I can get $100 worth of resistance bands. Because, like, as you said, resistance bands are so versatile. Because, mm -hmm. like, you can use, like, the smaller ones, like the green, um, like, the red band for, like, small isolation movements and then if you want to do any bigger movements like some type of um good band good morning you can throw in the black band or you can even like throw a band on you while you're doing like push-ups or something else to kind of like add a little more resistance bands are awesome man they like not enough people use them for the versatility they offer absolutely your bands were a hundred dollars well i just put a hundred dollars because i would just literally keep buying bands <laughs> you just get more bands like i would just get like every type of bands like even those like you like those like circle bands people use for like uh, the glute activation i don't know what you call those like even i would get those i would get like every type of band for a hundred dollars nice 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 and you know this wasn't like so we didn't prepare this but something uh i want to think about here is what would be some like non-conventional so non-conventional equipment that you'd think would be useful. So there were some things I just thought, I remember thinking of last year when everything was truly shut down. Um, like for example, you know, like a bag of soil or a bag of like, yeah, like a bag of soil. If you get a Canadian Tire Superstore, you can get like a 40 pound bag. It can't be more than a few dollars. Um, you know, you can load that up uh, for pushups and stuff, or you can do like more like almost like tactical, like inspired exercises, carries, maybe not slams, but like, you know, things like that um pat if you want to hear something um yeah. at one point during quarantine i tried doing a kettlebell workout with a rice bag how'd that go for you <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm, I'm gonna say this much i think it could work i think i'm just bad at kettlebell stuff <laughs> like i think if i actually had kettlebell experience it could work so i saw it on like instagram someone was doing it and i was like you know <laughs> let's let's try this let's give it a shot I, it's quarantine i'm bored let's give it a shot so i took like my uh 15 pound rice pad and started swinging it around <laughs> nice 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 i think something else that can be cheap is uh some like car garages they get they give away tires or, like used tires and, and stuff like that um, either for free or for cheap. That would be a, a fun little option. Obviously, again, you have to be in the right space for that. But yeah. You, you could do something fun with that. Tire flips are a lot of fun. Like if I had a backyard, I think I would just have tires for the heck of it. Yeah, you just you throw the tire to you need tire chucks, like a lot of fun <laughs> things. Oh man. It reminds me of this old YouTube video of Nick Best with his son and they're doing like a tire flip-off race and he just has like a 700 pound tire in his backyard and he just like likes to flip around. Well, for the man with the world record in the shield carry, <laughs> you've gotta have one of those on hand. 
<laughs> oh man, you know, I kind of regret not putting in strongman equipment into my luxury gym because, uh, yeah, I kind of regret not putting some because I would love to have like an Atlas stone or some of those log press stuff. Yeah, that's okay. We can put that as a bonus. I was looking them up this week actually, so so I, I, I have the information on deck. Oh man, okay, maybe I'll do some last minute changes. Uh, but yeah, so $200, it seems like we're really relying a lot on just body weight exercises. Like that's kind of like the limiting factor is that there's no way with $200 you could have a weight set. And yeah, I, well, I mean, I got I got like the adjustable dumbbell, but like, yeah, dumbbells, like weights are a tool. Weights are not going to be the entire workout, I think, if you have $200. I think though, like the biggest problem with home workout is that it's super hard to have a progressive overload on a home workout. Like without weights, it's hard to kind of um, really keep on increasing and uh, like, and oh, what's the word? Um, like progress, like keep on making progress when you don't have weights because it's kind of like you have to be so dependent on rep systems. Yeah, it just makes you, I think, I mean, it makes you think a little bit more and get a little bit more creative. Um, it's definitely doable, I think. One mistake if you're on a budget uh, home gym is to try to find ways to do the exact same workouts you used to do in the gym. I just think you have to adapt, right? Like now you only have a limited amount of equipment and you're going to have to change your workouts. But if you can like get your mind behind that, it can still be effective. It's just changing your mindset, not trying to do the same things you're doing in the gym. You know, that's a really good point, actually. Changing the mindset it makes me kind of think of, you know how with um, vegetarian food, they always make it like meat imitation and it never tastes that good. Like it would be better just to make a delicious vegetarian meal than be like, oh, try this veggie burger that tastes like meat. Like I'd rather just have a really good vegetarian thing than like a crappy meat tasting thing. Yeah, I saw I saw a comment on uh, on YouTube the other day and it was the perfect comment. It was it was. um whenever like vegan foods imitate an item it either looks correct or tastes correct but it's never both yeah it's and that is 100 percent true like vegan burgers look like burgers but they don't taste like burgers right or they can i've seen vegan eggs like vegan fried egg looks like a vegan looks like an egg tastes nothing like an egg vegan chicken you know etc etc yeah yeah, so I mean, again, that's the same idea with it. So you're right, like body weight and these simpler workouts can work, but you have to think of them differently. You can't think of it like a regular barbell-based program. Exactly, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. And if you have 50 pounds in weight, like, you just have to be really creative and um, and make it work. Yeah, no, that's awesome, man. All right, Um, do we want to jump into our next tier of gym? Absolutely. So our next tier is a thousand dollars. Should I go first again? Yeah, sure. You can go first. Alrighty. So with a thousand dollars, repeating from the previous um, level, uh, I once again got a doormat pull-up bar for thirty dollars. Um, I once again got a set of this time. So last time I got four bands. This is five bands. This is a hundred dollars uh, here. And then, what am I doing here? So, and oh, this is under $1,000, whatever. So this time I got, I feel like I did my math wrong here, but this time I got two, but these are like premium 24 kilogram uh, adjustable dumbbells. Um, oh, I see. <laughs> 
sorry the 200 dollars ones was like not like the fancy like bowflex toaster box ones those are like the spin lock ones the ones where the spin locks always fall off all the time and it's like really annoying this time i'm getting like premium like actual like bowflex dumbbells that are truly adjustable like the toast box ones two 24 kilo ones which were 360 dollars each so i just spent 720 on that um so now i have two dumbbells my bands and a pull-up bar and that is what i chose with my one thousand dollars so you still don't go for the barbells you're still just like with dumbbells pull up and bands yeah and my my rationale for that was that you know if i were to get barbells and weights so what can i do with barbells and weights is i can probably do deadlifts i can do presses and like overhead press i can do rows but i can't do squats because to do squats i gotta get a rack or i could just clean the weight and do like suboptimal squats but it, i would never be able to do enough to really like get a strong stimulus i can't do olympic lifts because i could get bumpers but i wouldn't have the money to get a platform or to get um those uh pads and i wouldn't have the money to get good plates either so i'm like i'd rather get something else that's quality so get really quality dumbbells rather than go for like a shitty barbell set that was my rationale no, that's not a bad rationale. I can I can get that. I can get behind that. Um, I went the opposite way. So for I I went with the barbell systems. Um, and so because me and you agreed, we had to have links to buy stuff. Uh, I went with Craigslist. So I went on Craigslist and was trying to find some stuff. And unfortunately, all the links are expired now. But uh, good thing I took note on what the deals were. So. I was able to find someone selling weights for a dollar fifty per pound. Mm -hmm. um, so I would spend six hundred dollars on weights, so I'd get four hundred pounds of weights. Then I found another person with like a decent looking bar for two hundred dollars. So mm -hmm. I would have my decent a barbell and four hundred pounds of weights, and then I would get the same pull up bar, dip station, resistance band set up. So that was my plan: is just get like uh four hundred forty five pounds on the bar and just like some dips and pull ups. Because what I was thinking is. I don't even like squatting that much. So I'm okay with maybe just doing front squats, like just cleaning it up and just doing high rep front squats. And I can deadlift, I can overhead press, I can row, I can do um, the Jefferson squat, the most optimal lift. <laughs> nice. No, I think that makes that that's uh that's pretty sensible. I think our goals are different and that's why it aligned that way, right? And and I think that's like good advice. If if you're into like Olympic weightlifting or if you love your squats counterintuitively it might not be good to try to buy a barbell because you're just going to get kind of probably crap quality equipment whereas on your hand you just squats aren't like uh must be and olympic lifts aren't a must be in your program so i think that makes makes sense for both of us on our ends yeah honestly i kind of think about it. my favorite two things to do at the gym is deadlifting and overhead pressing and thankfully i don't really need too much for those two <laughs> I don't know what my two favorite things are. So like, I, I think if you take out the Olympic lifts, like, I don't know. I think I actually like a lot of bodyweight exercises, which is why I'm able to pick pretty budget options. I mean, again, man, you can't beat pull-ups, man. Pull-ups are such an amazing exercise. I, I mean, I even like like the weird body. Like I like like the bench, single leg hip thrust. I really like like glute exercises nowadays. So I'm just like on my transition to Instagram influencer. Um, <laughs> like I like like a lot of like the body weight shoulder exercise, like handstand pushups and stuff. So, so yeah.
beyond snatch and clean jerk i'm pretty low maintenance i guess nice man no i mean i guess it's always good to do the body weight stuff too like i feel people get too much into the machines and stuff yeah yeah and i mean and and i think um that's where the bands come in too because we didn't talk about this but like bands if you're intelligent they can kind of make shift a lot of machines like you can use bands to do leg extension leg curls which i've had so much fun with um lat pull downs like tricep extensions face pulls right so for a hundred dollars you can kind of it's not as good but you can do things that you could uh get on machines that would be thousands of dollars yeah i think like you have to have a bit of creativity to see that or do some research on the use cases but no bands are awesome you can do so much with a, a set of bands yeah best budget thing i think i think they have our endorsement for that for sure yeah 100 percent. all right now for the fun one five thousand smackaroos what are you gonna buy with five grand all righty okay so my source here is um my good friend uh mike chang uh not to be confused with six-pack shortcuts mike chang but uh, my friend in vancouver mike chang who owns his business impact athletics um where he sells equipment so with five thousand dollars now i'm olympic lifting let's let's go we're, we're continuing my nationals career i'm not giving it up for bar stars um five hundred thirty dollars is going to go to the lu xiao jun um olympic weightlifting uh training bar um which which has all the proper knurling all the proper spin on it i'm also going for the 140 kilogram set of olympic weightlifting uh plates those are like the the kilo plates with the the red blue yellow and the green um that is 1450 dollars for the 140 kilos um i'm also gonna get a set of the change plates so if you guys don't know those are like the smaller ones the five kilo two and a half two one zero point five that is 365 dollars two crash pads to drop the weights on it's 560 dollars <laughs> um i'm getting a squat kind of like a kind of like a squat rack squat stand with a pull-up bar um that was kind of like middle of the pack it's not like a rogue rack but that was 630 dollars um we're gonna do I, I couldn't do my math correctly, but either a cheap bench for 100 or adjustable bench for 200, whatever I can afford, whatever. We're getting two 10 to 90 pound adjustable dumbbells um, for $1,100. That's actually a decent deal. Um, I'm still getting the bands because bands are awesome. And apparently I had money left over. I decided to get a uh, 16 kilogram kettlebell because... I don't know. Um, it's kind of fun to warm up with. And I had all the th other things I wanted, I think. And um, just some barbell collars, because I guess that that should count as a purpose. And you do want to clip in the plates. So that is $16. Um, but yeah, that I think that's $5,000. It's a lot of money, for sure. I'm curious about how much the plates cost. So you talked about like the smaller plates with $360. How much is like the biggest set of plates? It was uh, $1,450. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that, is, that is over, I guess, over 10 pounds a kilo. That is wild. Yeah. But again, this is like the high-end stuff. Like, this is at the same level as like a plates, right? Um. Yeah. Yeah. 
And and I mean, and I, that's what I thought about. I'm like, if I'm going to lift at home long term, then I should get the good stuff. Um, because if I'm getting bad stuff, then it kind of gives me incentive. Like, why don't I just go back to the to the weightlifting gym, right? So yeah, that's me. I have to ask, actually, would your $5,000 home gym, would that be at the same level as your normal weightlifting gym? Or would that still be below? Um, so this is what would be lacking with you've you've been to to my gym um we have like the platforms which means that whether i fail a lift in front or behind me or whatever or when i'm done a lift i can just drop it straight down whenever i want and there is that satisfaction that i still don't have with this setup I, it's still the crash pads so every lift i make i still have to like walk it forward aim it and drop it and if i miss the lift it still has a chance of like just whacking the ground and I looked into it because to build a platform, that's going to take thousands um, of dollars. So that's still the one thing that's missing. Everything else, I'd say, it's pretty good. I also wouldn't be able to squat over 170, but I can't squat over 170. So that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, no, but that sounds pretty good. Um. Yeah, I, I. What do you mean building a platform cost over a thousand? I knew a few people who actually made platforms at home, and they made them pretty cheap, actually. Like weightlifting platforms. Well, just kind of like deadlifting platforms. No one was weightlifting back in the good old days. Yeah, well, I mean that's the difference, though, right? Um, because the the couple things that matter is that first of all, the integrity of the platform that I can take a overhead drop barbell rather mm. than a deadlift, which is a different amount of height. Um. So number one is like the, the ability to take it. Number two is its ability to like dampen it. So is it just going to hit the ground and break the ground or is it going to bounce too high? That's also a problem. And number three is sound, right? If it's just going to hit the ground and make a thud sound. I mean, again, if I live in like a house and it's, it's like not near anybody, that's fine. But um, if that's a problem, then I'm going to need to make sure it has sound dampening. That's where it gets super um, expensive. Well, Pat, with our old physics lessons, you should be able to do all that. Yeah, and then I have to build it, and uh, <laughs> I'm neither a good at physics or engineering, uh, so yeah. <laughs> oh man, no, I you actually bring up some good factors in there that I don't really think about because you are dropping from an overhead position. The amount of first when it hits the ground is going to be a lot more than even like a heavy deadlift. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and, and it needs to be, and I, I mean, I can do like a decent amount of weight, so it, it needs to be ready to take that weight if it's dropped from straight over my head. Nice, nice. But no, that seems like a good gym for you. Like I think, uh, especially for you, you really just need a quality barbell and quality weights to get that Olympic training in. And I mean, that is expensive stuff. Yeah, and, and that's why I sp that's why most of my money, I really invested into that. I think that makes sense for me. But what about you? All right, so with $5,000, the very first thing I would buy is I'd buy a good quality powerlifting barbell. Um, I've used the Ohio barbells before, and you know what? They, they were good. They were a good barbell to use, so I, I would definitely go with the Ohio barbell, which is about $400. Um, then I would get a pair of bumper plates, 55-pound bumper plates exactly, which are $300. Mm -hmm. uh, then I would get a rogue power rack for about a grand, Ooh. a deadlift platform for about 500, um, a competition bench for $200. Mm -hmm. 
and in two sets of five to 45 pound weight for a thousand dollars. So each set's about 245 pounds. Mm-hmm. And then I would get some adjustable dumbbells from 10 to 90 pounds, which was about $550 each. And then to end it all, I'm getting a hundred dollars of bands. Dude, I, I think if this, if you listeners only pick up one thing, buy your damn bands. I mean, most commercial gyms don't have those bands too for you. So buy the bands if you have $100. Also, one more thing, actually. Um, I was $400 under. So when we started the episode, I started searching for how much this cost. But I'm also going to get a reverse hyper machine because um, I, I legitimately love reverse hypers. I think, I don't know if we, I talked about it in the isolation episode, but if I didn't, I you think did. they are literally the number one exercise after heavy deadlifts. Like your spine and back feel so good doing some reverse hypers after you've done some heavy deadlifts or squats. Cannot recommend it enough. So I definitely get one. Um, yeah, I mean, especially as you like it so much, you use it all the time. Yeah, I would. I actually think I would use it after every workout. Um, but kind of the logic of mine is so um, I got the 55 pound bumper plate because I kind of like doing some cleans and stuff and some like overhead work. And so I also like dr- like dropping my weight. So I just got the 55 ba- bumpers because unlike you, Pat, I will never clean over like 275. Like that was never happening. <laughs> I am <laughs> never going to clean and jerk three plates. That is not in my life. <laughs> so I realized, okay, I can get the 55 pounds. I can throw on some of the smaller plates and then boom, it's all good. I don't need to throw on the 45s or anything like that. And uh, besides that, I think I have a pretty typical powerlifting gym. Um, yeah, I got, I decided to pay for the deadlift platform because although you can make one, I have $5,000. So I'm going to be a bit lazy and yeah. all this stuff I got just from Rogue. So kind of like a standard powerlifting gym setup here. Nice. That's that's pretty good, I think. I like the idea of the bumper plates. It just gives you option too, right? Long term, more ideas, more exercise you can do for fun. That's great. Um, so same question you posed for me is, uh, would there be anything that you get from this home gym, $5,000, that would be inferior or superior to a good commercial gym experience? Oh, man. I think the... I, I, so one thing I'm missing is cable machines. And like something like face pulls. So like the setup I have here, I can't do really the face pulls, tricep push down combo I love to do. But at the same time with bands, we can kind of get a similar face pull experience. And like with the barbells, I could do skull crushers and other type of tricep isolation work. Yep. So I actually feel I could get actually a better workout with this than with a commercial gym because I can hog all the equipment I like without feeling bad. I can just have my barbell for the whole workout without hogging it from other people. Yeah, I mean, there's a huge part of that. There's just like, you no longer have that anxiety of someone just staring at you like, you know, they want to work in with you and you never have to wait for your barbell and you're pretty simple with the types of exercise you do. I think that would be great for you. Yeah, actually, and I agree with you on that. And um, another aspect too is that all the stuff I'm getting like the barbell especially, because I'm actually a bit of a stickler for barbells, especially when you start doing like deadlift and bench and like squatting. Yep. When you do some heavy weights, some barbells really throw you off. Like some just like either have like really bad knurling or like they're just too like bouncy, like they're just are too flexible. Like yep. real, I can actually, I'm a bit um picky about barbells, especially for heavier lifts. I think... I think for power, I think you would say that barbell matters more than the plates because the barbell is really your 
point of contact, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you only had money to invest in either the high quality barbell plates, you should probably get the barbell, right? Yeah, because also what I'm thinking is, let's say the plates are like a pound or two off. I could honestly weigh every plate at my home and just like write it down. Like that's not actually that big of a trouble to do. Yeah. But you're right, like a barbell itself is so important um, for like powerlifting. And that actually is an interesting point. With, with Olympic lifting, you guys always have the fancy Alicos and all those really good barbells. Do you ever have you ever used like a crappy commercial barbell for like a clean and jerk a snatch? Yeah, I mean, I used to go to uh to like uh, RSF, uh, Richmond Sports and Fitness, and and um yeah, like because there was they had actually had a limited amount of Olympic barbells, which props to them for being a commercial gym and having that. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the time, I I would just uh, do the use the you know the standard powerlifting whatever barbells, and they were fine. They were good barbells, right? But it's because they don't really spin and they're really stiff, the whole lift feels very different. It doesn't have that like elastic -y feeling when you do like a good Olympic lift. It just like feels like a kind of like a brick and it hurts a bit more too. Um, so that matters a lot. Um, right now in my gym, I usually typically use a Bells of Steel, which is like a, it is an Olympic barbell, but it's like a mid range priced here. Works pretty well, but the times I've got to use an Alico, it does have like a, additional amount of spring like it feels pretty damn awesome i know this today's conversation is not about barbells but uh whenever i think about barbells i remember way back um when me and you used to work at the good old canby community center um on one of the last days i was there before transferring over to um spurt central uh, i was deadlifting at that point i was deadlifting pretty heavy i think i was close to 500 pounds at that time yeah um so I was doing, I think, like 455 on that barbell. And again, I'm just like slamming the weight and all that. I actually bent the barbell there before leaving. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, okay. to be fair, though, any decent barbell should have been able to take that. But again, that's like a community center. It didn't have the best barbells. And, you know, I kind of feel bad. I should write a donation to Canopy Community Center one of these days. <laughs> Sorry for messing up your barbell. When I was 15 years old, <laughs> I was so strong. I bent your barbells. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I should actually give some money back because that, that probably sucked for some other people. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but that that's uh, you left your mark. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, to be fair, you shouldn't be lifting too heavy at a community center to begin with. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's another thing. If 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 you're if you want to power lift, honestly, get out of your community center, find a good gym, and if it's viable, maybe make your own. Yeah, man. But hey, oh man, this is this was actually a pretty good conversation. We talked a lot about. It. So, what does it go? What's kind of like your final point about home gyms? Um, I think. I think before, so I think like the low tier stuff that we talked about, I think it's just regardless of whether you have a gym membership, I think it's a good little thing to have at home. Like, uh, you know, for $200, you can get bands, maybe some light dumbbells and a pull-up bar. And hey, some days, regardless of how much you love the gym, you might not have the time and and you can just bang up pull-ups and some band exercise and you get a damn good workout. I think it's a great thing to have regardless. And I think those are just no-brainers. Um, but I think where you have to think more is like the expensive stuff, getting the full barbell set, getting a powerlifting setup, getting a weightlifting setup uh, is so much money. And even if you can, it's it raises the question, is this going to give you a better, happier experience than it does get going to the gym? 
Um, and I think for some people, the answer is yes. But for some people, um, that just isn't it. Uh, what do you think? Man, uh, I think you summarized it great. I think some of the low cost items are great to have. Like I know both you and my, uh, you and me, we both have pull-up bars at home. We both have yeah. bands at home because like sometimes you can't get a workout in for whatever reason, boom, you bang out some pull-ups, you do some band work and you got a good sweat on. Um, and as much as I agree with you where a home gym can be very unfathomable, I still really want one. And I completely accept it's a it's 100% a luxury. There's no way you save money on it. But it's a luxury where I really would like, I don't care about cars. I don't care about clothes. I want a home gym. <laughs> hey, if you have the scheme of like rather doing like a Tesla or, or, or whatnot, if you're just going to invest in the home gym, it's, hey, that's a pretty budget dream, man. It's pretty good. Yeah, but to be honest, the most expensive part is actually owning a home. Um, I mean. Ah, there you go. Like, I mean, Pat and I were in the Vancouver, Canada, which is one of the most expensive real estate markets in the world. Yeah, you can't be getting an apartment, too, if you're going to be getting doing the home gym. You need a you need a house. Yeah, so, I mean, either I really hope my stocks are blowing up right now so I can afford one one day. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yep, that's, that's, the, that's the expensive part of the home gym. It's first you got to get the home, then you get the gym. Yeah, actually, like the home, the home gym is the cheap part. Getting yeah. the home is a challenging one. <laughs> so let's add like seven digits to our five thousand dollars. <laughs> actually, actually, so again, I think maybe I should re-say my dream is to own a home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, th I think I think that's a pretty good summary. Just like I think the the little pieces of equipment, no brainers. Um, you know, I think I think for a lot of people, maybe like having a like a simple little squat setup or barbell deadlift setup, that's like the next step. But if you're going full on home gym setup, just give give it a couple thoughts before you you invest in it. Completely, completely agree with that. And now to kind of end off the show. So as we see, getting like a proper home gym is pretty expensive. So Thank goodness there's commercial gyms out there that offer fantastic services for honestly pretty affordable rates. Like there's gyms that are like $20 a month and you can get a good workout there. So thank them. And we really got to thank one man in particular for really getting the bodybuilding and fitness and the whole gym industry going. And that man is the one, the only Joe Gold. Joe Gold, as some of you might be guessed, was the founder of gold gym and world gym for those who might be familiar with the world gym franchise and i mean what can you say like gold gym is the most iconic gym in the whole world like so he started basically the mecca of bodybuilding arnold when he first came to america and started training in venice beach was saying that joe was like a father figure and was super influential so just a man that started off this great fitness craze yeah, and, and um, he actually served in uh, in World War II. Um, he was badly injured in a torpedo attack, which kind of raised the question of how the man managed to get back up and start a gym after a torpedo attack. <laughs> and um, yeah, he was he was uh, he was also a, an epic extra in in two <laughs> movies, um, which which my dad always really likes these movies: uh, The Ten Commandments and Around the World in Eighty Days. Like those are. Very famous movies. I did not know he was in those. Um, 
the Ten Commandments. I remember watching that. That's a good film. Yeah, yeah. He was an he was an extra, and I guess we, we should try and find where he appears. He's probably like one of like the the people that end up following Moses, I guess, at some point in the movie. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thou shalt not break no natty news rules. Yeah, he probably tried to get instead of like the regular Ten Commandments, he tried to get the Ten Natty Etiquette rules in, <laughs> and then they were like, "Screw you, man! We're just gonna make you an extra." Then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i also always imagine like how hard was it to sell a gym membership back in the 60s because now ava knows you should work out like working out is super popular now and people really do care about their health and fitness a lot but like back in the 1960s like white you're like i have to pay you to pick up these rocks attached to these metal poles like why would i do that like i i literally just i work back back breaking labor all day and now you expect me to pay you to just move stuff around like yeah that yeah, was I mean, a hard sell definitely i mean it's still hard to make make a new gym nowadays and keep doors open and at that time that wasn't really an industry you know like even the golden age of bodybuilding hadn't taken off because uh he opened the first golds in in 65 and it wasn't really till like late 70s 80s when guys like arnold and franco colombo and those guys started making going to the gym a cool thing it was just a freak thing until then and uh yeah it's crazy that he was able to to run it up the first one was in obviously venice california the you know the 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 beat the one right by the beach that was seen in pumping iron yeah man no i mean it's true yeah like it really uh it was kind of a new idea and I, I can only imagine it must have been such a hard sell to get some people to realize the importance of it. Absolutely. And, and, uh, Hey, he really had people bought in on the importance of it. Even Arnold Schwarzenegger himself called him trust defend and, uh, and father figure. Yeah, man. No, Joe gold. Thank you for that. Um, as someone who does go to a gold gym, if it wasn't for him, I don't know how it'd work out. I don't have a house and I don't have $5,000 to buy gym equipment. <laughs> exactly. I mean, a lot of people I know still, still go and, and work at the Gold's Gym. So, yeah, props to him. All right. So that kind of ends our little natty history segment. So, Pat, any last things you want to tell the viewers? Well, you know, as usual, uh, if you're not watching us on YouTube, then you don't get to see our well-lit uh casual webcam faces um so definitely subscribe to us on our youtube uh, make sure to leave a comment and share we're also on spotify for you to listen to on your morning commutes um yeah feel free to follow us let us know if you have ideas for topics let us know if you'd like to be on natty news we'd be happy to have one of our um dedicated viewers and i think that's all i have yeah, that would actually be fun. Do a little, like, um, Natty News listener. That would be fun to hear. Uh, but, yeah, no, I mean, again, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed talking about it. And, yeah, Natty News out. Natty News out. Hope you all enjoyed this week's episode of Natty News. If you'd like to learn more, be sure to check out our website, www.natty.news. As well, check out our Instagram, Natty News Podcast, and Facebook page, Natty News, if you want to get a bit more Natty information.